this is John Bailey, the epic voice of Honest Trailers, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. It's a fangirls podcast with five-ish people. The tangents and squee will continue. Squee. Let's speak it to you all the way to episode 364 of the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. And I always make sure to live by my motto. Dignity. Always dignity. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. So glad you could join us. Let's start off like Dagger Everdy. Yeah. Like we do every week. I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> by going around the virtual table and see who joined us this week. This is Chrissy in Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Happy second day of spring. Yay! Yay. Well, well, if as long as it is spring where you are, we got snow yesterday. Oh, so sorry. It was a blizzard, and I was like, "Are we sure that today's the first day of spring?" Yeah, <laughs> but you know. Well, there then if you're is. on the if you're on the other side of the hemisphere, you're going into the cold weather season. So <laughs> that is true. It's it's fall where you are, so you know. Yep. For all, 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 all our Australian friends, I am so sorry. Hey, maybe they like fall. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. That is true. All right. Well, we don't really have a whole lot in the way of news. Other than we got our first trailer and therefore our first look at Miss Marvel. Coming this summer to Disney Plus. I'm so mm-hmm. excited. June 8th. Start streaming. I'm so excited. So. And I just, I love the, the fact that we are getting. Because Kamala Khan is fairly she's yeah she's anyway. just she's just in the last in oh, the comic books. A, yeah she's she's been new just in the last now as i understand it the the character or the superhero has kind of she gone was unnamed several... in 20 in a captain marvel volume 7 number 14 in yeah. july 2013 she got the officially was named January 2014. So yeah, she's not even been around a decade yet as a character. Yeah. Well, and it's it's yeah. So the character has kind of gone through this I don't know how to what to call it, just sort of this chain of you know, first it was this, then it was that, then it was this, then it was that, but it's it's because it was she was she was marvel no captain marvel well first because she's a she's yeah. a fangirl first yeah. you know so yeah. she's, well, she's well the, yeah the characters yeah. someone explained it to me and now i'm blanking on what it was but there's been like four four different versions of this character all with different names before yeah. but here so it's it, the the title's kind of gotten passed around a little bit but this but this particular 
character is uh which that that happens in comics quite a bit i mean yes, we, we, yeah, we talked about that when we talked about captain marvel and right the whole thing between not just captain marvel in marvel but captain marvel versus shazam and so. shazam yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so, so it'll be it'll yeah. be interesting to see how this one because it's it the comic itself has been getting mixed um reception like the cop among comic book readers but maybe it'll do better as a as a show who knows yeah but we will see yeah uh, it's just yeah it's the it's like on one on one i mean i'm excited regardless mm-hmm. no no i'm, yeah, I'm it's, just it's, it's it's new marvel and that always yeah. makes me happy um but i also because the mcu is now going on 14 years um old yeah <laughs> in may so um uh as as we've talked about a lot of the og are not around anymore for yeah. whatever reason either the character has well most of them their characters have died yeah or um, the actor is like hey i you know robert downey jr hey i've done this for years and years and now i you know yeah go well and do other his things. character is dead so you know well yes <laughs> they didn't have to kill him off but i know and but... i'm still bitter about that uh um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um you know either the characters have died or they're just getting up there in years and therefore mm-hmm. cannot do you know there's they can they they can help lead in the next generation what is what which is what we're getting mm-hmm. you know the we've got kate bishop obviously who was introduced in hawkeye um and now we're getting kamala khan we're gonna get Riri williams you know eventually wanda's kids are going to come back even older than they were at the end of wandavision <laughs> so um so yeah we're we're rushing in the, the next generation but there's there's only so many younger without going too young because obviously they need to be mm-hmm. old enough to justify them putting in harm's way <laughs> yeah so um, but I'm excited for it. It looks really good. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, her just ready, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, you know, the snobs in her school are like, oh, another Avengers t-shirt. And I'm like, <laughs> that would so be me. <laughs> I would be Kamala Khan. <laughs> which is, <laughs> so, which is, which is funny because I feel it's like, it. what, like, how many kids do I see, you know, kids teens even adults like wearing marvel t-shirts and it's just kind of like mm-hmm. it's like yeah that's totally not relatable yeah <laughs> whatever yeah it's like i was wearing a marvel shirt yesterday i've got marvel shirts i've got marvel sweatshirts i've got i've got marvel shoes okay so don't at me <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly i am with kamala khan i i i i stand with her wear the geek t-shirts girlfriend I yes be, i built right there with her so but yeah june june 8th should be fun so she'll be coming in yes. right after moon night finishes thereabouts so with a little bit of a break there in between because i think moon Knight's six 
it's going to be six episodes, I think. So he'll run till early May ish. So. Mm-hmm. So then we'll be bouncing between Miss Marvel and Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. It's going to be like Christmas in July before July. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, that's really all we got for the news, actually. So, um, other than if you. Uh, are a Patreon supporter of Gold Standard, the Oscars podcast. This month's patron-selected episode is now available for mm-hmm. you within Patreon. Yes. We talked about the lovely 90s film The Fugitive with Holly. Yes. Yes. Yep. That was oh, it was fun last night yeah <laughs> we were all we were all kind of on the same page which was really really cool because sometimes we sometimes we necessarily aren't mm-hmm. <laughs> well and it's kind of nice that i pick movies that zan's is like oh thank you yeah <laughs> i like this one it's like yeah. zan's uh, zan and i kind of had the same taste and i was like Yep, I know which ones to ask for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So you can, uh, if you're already a supporter on Patreon, thanks. Um, mm-hmm. If not, you can go join Patreon and listen to that one plus all the other ones we've done, <laughs> mm-hmm. which has been a lot, even at once a month. There's a big, quite a decent back catalog. So. Yes, there is. Oh. And all worth to listen. Yeah. And in the best segue ever, one of those earliest Patreon episodes was us talking about the movie we're going to be talking about this week on this yes. show. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I love this movie. We don't have any feedback, so... We're moving, moving right along yes, to this right week's main it. topic, which is yes. the, uh, this year is the, I say this like I was around then, but <laughs> it still makes me feel old. The 70th anniversary wow. of my not one of my my absolute favorite movie of all time if i had to watch one movie for the rest of my life it would probably be this <laughs> yeah this is so far this is the only movie on gold standard patreon or otherwise that i've given 10 <laughs> and will remain that way for quite a while more than Sa- like sounds like it yes mm-hmm. Yes, this is the yeah, singing in the rain, one of my absolute favorite movies of all time. And Rachel, in I, my I opinion, one I of the yeah, the greatest movie musical of all time. And honestly, in my opinion, the greatest movie of all time. Sorry, Citizen Kane in two thousand one is Fate Society. Take a back seat mm-hmm. to the man with the umbrella. Yeah. 
Which Derek did try to do a <sighs> impressive job last night. Yes, I know. So <laughs> I, I was scrolling on Twitter before going to sleep last night, and I kept seeing this, the you know, the snippet pop up because it was paid advertising, and mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, it, it was it was, it was a shot of Julie. It was a shot of Julianne being flipped on the the two by four. And I was mm-hmm. like, wait a minute what's this and they're like tonight on abc and i'm like oh i missed it uh they're like tomorrow on hulu i'm like perfect uh <laughs> opening number <laughs> exactly it's like all it is oh they're going there yes yeah well the thing is it is it, you can go watch it on hulu at least in the united states it's step into the movies with derek and julianne here yeah hoof hugh I I don't Cute, know exactly whatever. how their last yeah. name was. They both been on Dancing with the Stars as the professionals, um, and so it was there. I, I'm sure this was done because the Academy Awards are coming up. Um, it makes good filler television and gets people in the movie mindset or the red carpet. Um, so they're the premises. They're they're putting together kind of this variety type show where they do homages to some of the greatest dance scenes sequences in cinema history and they mm-hmm. do disco from saturday night fever they do yep all that jazz from chicago you know their big finale is the big finale dance from dirty dancing dancing so yep it's like all of these recognizable song and dance numbers but they start with singing on the rain but do uh-huh. they do one number? No. They do Ew. multiple numbers for Singing on the Rain because that's how good it is. They can't do just one. <laughs> yep. Every mm-hmm. other movie, it's just one. This one, they do multiple. So, yeah. <laughs> Rachel's proven her point. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> so, so, Rachel, I, I am curious. See this. When, when did you, like, like, how did you decide singing in the rain was your was your favorite like how old were you when you first saw it oh my god i don't sort of like what what appealed to you about it i'm just i'm curious minds want to know yeah (laughs) it's very fascinating how people fixate on their favorite thing yes yeah and you know i i odds are the first time i saw it i was probably too young to remember okay um because even though my mom was more her side of the family was more the entertainment um lineage like she was a dancer her mom was an actress and did shows and stuff um and my uncle her brother still does plays and musicals and stuff now um i don't know if this was something my mom would have shown me i almost want to say this was something more likely my dad would have shown me though because um we have he and i have have a mutual love for another movie that actually is having an anniversary this year uh the music man (laughs) 
<laughs> ah, yes. So, nice. I love that one. We may have to review that one another time. It's anyway, on the list. Can, ooh, yeah. Good, yes. good. <laughs> and I and I and the funny thing is, is I taped that on St. Patrick's Day. I DVR'd it. <laughs> Yay! Serendipity. I, I, Perfect. I, yes. I own the DVD, so yes. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> that DVD. Uh, <laughs> um so odds are this is something probably my dad showed me at some point, but I, I was probably too young to remember. My earliest record, like re- memory of knowing like who Gene Kelly was is actually in high school, which I could say that wasn't that long ago, but it's been more than 20 years since I graduated high school. It's been 25 years since I started high school. So it's been a while. Um <laughs> that i i i don't know what it was i don't know if it was just a combination of me being in like drama class and us talking about like the history of theater and therefore that includes musicals and the way stuff has been adapted i don't know it's just one of those things it's just always been i discovered it and I zeroed in on it. And I'm like, you, that, that, the thing, the thing right there, that's my thing. And nobody could tell me otherwise. Well, there, there you go. And is... I have been obsessed with Gene Kelly ever since. Okay. Um, you know, I got, I read books about him. You know, I tried to watch as much as his stuff as possible, which in the mid to late nineties was a lot harder to get hey, your hands on things. Because if your local video rental store didn't have it, mm-hmm. sorry. You were SOL. You were kind of SOL. And like libraries didn't have the multimedia catalogs that they do now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, right. streaming was not a thing. Uh, or if they st- did have it, it was real. If the libraries did have the multimedia, it was a real strict. It was a quick turnaround. Not like today where, oh, yeah, you can have it for this long it's like uh no you need to have it back in x number of days yeah, yeah. Like, can like, you bring five, this back tomorrow five, please five minutes mm-hmm. from now yeah you can have right, it you exactly. can have it till mm-hmm. then yeah. yeah i mean you think about it we we live in a in a time where we have an embarrassment of riches when it comes to yes classic that's a good way of putting it mm-hmm. right. everything yes i i i think of that especially with my with my anime fandom oh my goodness yes we what times we are living in now but whether it's yes. whether it's mm-hmm. you know classic hollywood films or or what have you um, or are the people who decide to wait and then binge and it's just like oh yeah and for those of us who are just like give me now and then have to wait yeah a week or what do you mean there's a cliffhanger i'm going to be on hiatus for three and a half months <laughs> right <laughs> yeah well, let's see. So this was the first time I'd actually seen this movie. Really? Or, really, really. I wow. somehow, somehow <laughs> it just was one of those things like I just missed it. I, you know, there's a lot of old movies I've seen, a lot of musicals I've seen. Um, but yeah, this is the first time and, and I'd seen clips of it and I knew about the scene, the the I can't stand him and I can't stand him. I had a roommate. I had a roommate in, in high school not high school, college though. Um and she would quote that and she was like really into old movies. She showed me Roman Holiday, which is like, ah, my heart. I love it. And she was always gonna show me singing in the rain and we just never got around to it. Um 
So, you know, hi, Shelly, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so like all these little, all these little lines and things, I'm like, oh, she used to say, that's like, that's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. And all these different I, things. I and call I, Chauncey a big lummox all the time and he would not get the <laughs> reference. He's like, where did you get that from that word lummox? I'm like, it's just yeah. I finally had to pull the clip of, uh, you know, when <laughs> Lena is admitting what she did to Kathy yeah yeah and you know and and don is all like you know i'll break every bone in your body and she's like you and who else you big lummox you know (laughs) and it's just like don't tempt them because they are very tempted to it's like yeah come on like i'd rather kiss a tarantula (laughs) yes hey uh, i could get you a tarantula i'd rather kiss a wookie yeah (laughs) i can arrange that Uh, That, yes yeah so I mean I I did I did like it I did enjoy it the music mm. and the dancing was a lot of fun and there yeah. were parts like Alex came in and was watching and it was um um the sequence make him laugh where yeah. where oh yeah he's like you know falling over the couch and doing all these things and Alex is just laughing out loud <laughs> he loved it oh my gosh oh, but good. Then, then the song ended and then they started talking and he like wandered off and then he came back for the 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 big broadway number towards the end and he thought that was great um cool but, but yeah so he he enjoyed it of course my kids will watch we'll watch bollywood videos so i like kind of was telling them look this is kind of like bollywood there's singing and there's dancing it's i mean it's you know not the same not you know not quite the same but you know there's some similarities to it so you know for for a short attention span as Alex has, he was he was enthralled by by the dancing. It was a, it was when they were you know talking and then the plots that the story was moving on. He he was less interested. But yeah, the music, the dancing, yeah, he he was he was into it, which was really cute. I was trying to get a video of him, but Lottie was curled up on me in kind of an awkward position. And oh. I was like, dang it! <laughs> I was going to try to get a video of him and send it to you guys. Like, look what look he is just he's losing his mind and he's loving it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love it alex you can thank lottie later yeah, <laughs> yeah that true. is true that is true but he was so cute it's cute when you're four mm-hmm. yeah well yes. you know keep keep the film in the rotation and maybe he'll do it again maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> i hope you'll keep it in the rotation i i think so i think so i mean i don't know that it's going to be like my all-time favorite like it is for you rachel because mm. i I have other all-time favorites, but the, it was it was it was a good time. It was it was a lot of fun. I really liked the music and the 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 story was a little bare bones, but I think it kind of has to be because of all the the the, the music and the 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 dancing and and that's really where the movie shines is yeah is with all with all the all of that the yeah. actual um you know because the the plot is just basically you know the talking pictures are coming to hollywood you have this mm-hmm. one actress who she is not going to thrive in Mm-mm. that in that environment and there's a lot of growing pains with that and so they need to find someone who can make her look or sound good and yeah. she's very she she she's a very much a diva about it and then she yes. gets her comeuppance and so yeah. there's not mm-hmm. a lot to the plot but that's more so they can have time to um sing and dance and and you know gene kelly can do his awesome tap dance routines yeah well and Mm -hmm. the thing is it's like you know 
you know, for this being 1952, the the big Hollywood musical is still a thing, but it is slowly phasing out. This Mm-hmm. Uh, this they they were lucky they got this in when they did <laughs> yeah because mm-hmm. in like less than a decade the the big flashy hollywood musical would be kind of doa um yeah there would still be the occasional one that would pop up obviously because we got like west side story and still my fair lady and sound of music and stuff to come uh and mary poppins mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. but those were the last vestiges of the big flashy hollywood it was it was kind of a kind of a nostalgia thing like oh remember when they used to do that oh yeah it's it's a love letter to the real golden age of hollywood which was the once sound had been adapted musicals were one of the genres that really took off Oh, of course. And that's where we get, you know, the big, you know, Busby Berkeley type musicals that we equate with the the 30s and 40s. Um, and so it's a love letter to a bygone era. But it's also a bit satirical to poking fun at mm-hmm. Hollywood. Yes. in this in this time period which is not something you would expect in the early 50s no, especially I mean, in a, a, you know especially in something like this it's like on the surface you're like oh yeah it's a great it's a love letter to the movies but then when you really like listen and pay attention to the plot and you know uh, the bits in between uh-huh. the big you know song and dance numbers oh yeah it's like they're poking fun Oh yeah, and we taking are, the mick were, out of Hollywood. There were some, there were some <laughs> moments that I was, I was just like, was like, dang, I, that's like, that's something I'd say about about Hollywood. Bird like, shade. I'm like, yes. sure this came yeah. out in 1952. This sounds like something that you know you'd hear on YouTube today. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the thing you is, kind of, kind of fun. True. Mm-hmm. Is the thing is like it, it comes off as satirical, but it's based in truth because. You know, obviously, modern cinema as we know it really got started in the 1920s, where we would start getting what we consider feature-length movies. I mean, obviously, we had the first Academy Awards in 1929. You can go back and listen to the very first episode of Gold Standard. We start mm-hmm. there. Um, and that was a silent film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know we say silent movies i mean movies were never truly silent silent it's just it was music all they had was music because that was the only thing they could that technologically they could figure out from even before hollywood became a thing though from the minute cinema and the idea of making pictures move was invented people have been trying to add sound you know sound effects you know, music actual speaking um there will be several videos linked in the, in the show notes to several youtube videos talking about in the late 1800s uh with thomas edison of course because he has to inject himself in everything uh whether he actually belongs there or not um you know try to invent uh ways uh to get sound to go with film uh there were at least three different types of technology versions 
uh, on display at the World's Fair in Paris in 1900. So, you know, slightly under 30-ish years before we hand out the first Academy Awards. You know, oh. people are trying to figure out. But the, techno the technology and what people wanted to do was kind of like with Walt Disney, where it's like, I know this can be a thing, that just the technology, I can't, you know, the stuff that exists right now won't do it. <laughs> so they had to make do with with what they could. A lot of you would go to movie houses and they would have live music because they couldn't even do recorded music because it could potentially get out of sync. That was one of the, the biggest yeah. issues was getting stuff in sync, even if it was just music, because they tend to use either you know like edison's wax cylinders or records which could get scratched easily and needles would skip and the next thing you know you're getting the real dramatic music playing when somebody's skipping down the road picking daisies uh you know well and you know, uh, we, we, there's there's an example of that in in scene yeah, in the in, rain with yeah the, the test the voices of, yeah. yeah and the voices and it's you know they're they're you know they're shaking their head when they're when they should be nodding and yes and yes, you know, yes, yes 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 no no no, no, no. no. Yes, yes, and all the people walk out and like oh that's awful yeah yeah it was it was synchronicity was the biggest thing the biggest issue the other issue which they don't really touch upon in singing in the rain is actually amplification where even if they could get the sound to sync up, speakers mm -hmm. did not exist for large, yes. or even de you know, medium-sized uh -huh. movie theaters so that the entire audience could hear it. That's the one thing that they, they, they didn't have the THX set up like we do today. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't until things like surround, you know, surround yeah. sound came along that really yeah. made a huge difference. I, I mean, there there was that bit where you know the microphone doesn't pick her up unless she's speaking directly into yeah, it. But the types of micro <laughs> yeah, the types yeah. of microphones was also an issue. Yeah, because they, know, they like, don't like they watching, didn't have the variety that, like we have yeah. now where you have specific microphones for certain situations and mm -hmm. pick up certain and her that, with the pearls yeah. yeah and watching that scene i was just like i mean like i i know it's you know meant to be like to show how how hard it was to do in the beginning but i just kept wanted to be like no just move your like stick your head right there and don't move there, move. <laughs> yes she's too dumb <laughs> I know. Yes. I know. I know. I kept wanting like, to scream at the director. Just grab her head and put it right there, and tell her not to move it. Like, and then when she asks, it's like, "Do you think I'm dumb or something?" I'm just like, "You yeah. really want us to answer that?" Like, um, yeah, resounding. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, the technological side of it was. A pain in the butt and we and we see that with monumental pictures you know trying to to figure out the the technology and they real uh, somehow in the process of making that movie having the bad screening and some undetermined amount of time later they figure out all the technical stuff to be able to do a big flashy musical <laughs> <laughs> you know what it, it's called suspension of disbelief suspension it's like absolutely yes. absolutely you guys can absolutely figure this out because yeah. yep. because you just sang a song about it <laughs> exactly mm -hmm. exactly but 
on the Hollywood side, besides the technical stuff, is a lot of the big stars of the time. Once they were like, oh, we can have them talk and not just move their mouths and then show it, you know, a card up on the screen with words. They realized that some actors were not going to translate very well. In some cases, <laughs> it really was their voice. There are some actors that laid looked great. They looked the part. You know, that's that's Lena Olman. You know, she's so beautiful and gorgeous. You know, they're at that the 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 opening movie, the red carpet, and you know, there's the one girl in the audience. It's like she's so refined. I think I'll kill myself. You know. <laughs> um, oh my and gosh! Yeah, there were some act actors and actresses where their voice people realize oh no this is not this is not going to match the persona that we have built up for yeah. them as as a movie star and in some cases it wasn't necessarily the voice was bad it's just the style of acting they did did not mm -hmm. translate somebody like buster keaton who was a good actor um but his thing was being the stone-faced guy who keeps his cool and doesn't react to all the shenanigans happening around him you know buildings falling down and all the you know because all of his movies are you know like the the crazy like you know him falling off the side of a building and hanging off the clock tower and you know entire sides of houses falling down and he happens to be standing right where the window is so he doesn't get smushed but he always does it with an absolute straight face but once you start adding the sound, it does not translate the same way. No. Um, so then, and and a lot and a lot of Hollywood thought that the whole talking thing was going to be a fad. They they just thought that the silent movie money printing machine that they had going was going to continue. This would be a flash in the pan, kind of like some <laughs> other things that have come and gone. You know, like uh, you know, three D back in the day yeah you know, the, the 70s they tried to do 3d with the the red and blue lenses you could go see what well, it's a price and house of wax i think was one of the first ones i think in like the 60s or 70s some theaters have tried to do smells or other type 4d effects you know seats that move uh yeah that stuff never picked up mainstream there are some mm -hmm. very specific places you can go to a lot of theme parks have theaters built like that yeah, uh, where you get like the 4D effects on top of whatever it is you're watching. Yeah, but on the it, your, you know, your your neighborhood movie theater. I mean, some some do like like my movie theater. There, you can like get the I don't know. It's called. It's got it's it's got some th some name, but it'll like your chair will will vibrate if there's like mm -hmm. a crash or something like that, or it's got its own speakers where it feels like everything. But you have to pay extra for that. Like, not everybody is gonna. So, you, you know, you can't really build your movie around that mm -hmm. being available. I mean, you, you've got stuff like IMAX, which most places have, which is amazing. But really, that's it. But, you know, you think about like all these, these silent film stars and they think, oh, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, silent films is just the way it's going to be. Yeah. But then you kind of have to think like, well, this new technology's there. And then you're going to discover people who... You know, like this one, Kathy Selden, she's got a beautiful voice and she can mm -hmm. sing and 
and and and all these things and so yeah it's going to open up a a new um avenue for for people that maybe they didn't have the presence to be to be stars in the silent film era but they Mm -hmm. have the voice for it and the voice is really what sticks which you Mm know you know and now if i don't know they'll ever make another silent movie and that will be kind of the the you know the the what's the word the the gimmick i guess yeah yeah it'll it'll be some kind of gimmicky thing and that one will get all the all the oscar nominations like ooh, look how yeah how much they're they're well hearkening back to to the days of yore i mean we will get that that. on on gold standard but not for quite a while when we do the artist uh which was 2011 (laughs) so well there you go it's like um, i'm sure they've done that i just wasn't aware of it (laughs) yeah yeah um where it's it's kind of about the same it's about the silent era so um uh, yeah um and the funny thing is is even in actual hollywood the, it, it's funny that you know singing in the rain has this kind of plot you know sec- secondary plot of you know the the studio is trying to figure how to keep up with modernizing um mm. And then the stars trying to keep up, and then you got kind of this sub-ish plot of Lena's voice being so terrible. So they have someone like Kathy come in to dub for her, and that was a thing that Hollywood did actually <laughs> for a long time in this in the. 50s actually the going in the, the 50s and six in the 50s and 60s um there were uh she it was, i mean i guess uh, if you paid Christmas. enough yeah if you paid enough attention um you would know but she was she was hollywood's worst kept secret there was a woman by the name of marnie nixon who was the singing voice of most of the major stars um she voiced she did the singing voice for nat uh natalie wood in west side story she was deborah carr's singing voice in the king and i she was um audrey hepburn singing voice in my fair lady um which deborah carr for the king and i actually um she was fully she was fully aware that she was going to be dubbed and she she was okay with it she she knew that she didn't necessarily have the the, the chops to to sing some yeah. some of this stuff and she in interviews would name marnie mm-hmm. <laughs> and like fully admit that like no my my singing voice has been dubbed for this movie and all the mm-hmm. hollywood hoo-hahs are like oh my god no yeah. yeah they try well, to keep and- that thing under wraps and like natalie wood they let her do all of west side story and sing and it wasn't until after they were done that they told her they were going to scrap all of her recordings and replace her audrey hartburn apparently was uh not happy with it because she thought marnie was just going to do like some of the high notes that she wasn't capable of and then found out 
that no Barney was actually going to dub everything Mm -hmm. and was rather upset about it. So, well, uh, some some years ago, like just kind of dubbing in general, um, there was a a nostalgia critic video about talking about you know dubbing over you know people who you know singing, and and he he used the two examples of uh, Russell Crowe and and Blame Is and Emma Watson (laughs) and the Beast because neither of them are very good at singing and it's like why mm-hmm. is it such a big deal that you you know why right. why do you need you don't need to sing you can act i mean there's a reason that mm-hmm. that you know that's called the triple threat if you can act sing and dance then that's amazing but if you can only do one or even two of those things that's good too but very few people can do all of it and mm-hmm. so it is no shame and it and it actually hurts the movie if you're like, oh, I'm going to sing this, you know, sing, sing in this in this musical film, even though either my voice is not the right thing because Russell Crowe can sing, he just isn't good for musicals. It's it's sort of a, you know, it, we need it, to it, talk about Les Mis at some point. Because, I think we do, yeah, yeah, because the way that that movie was filmed. Uh-huh. Pretty mm-hmm. much did the entire cast dirty having them sing live mm-hmm. yeah. on set. Yeah. Right. Because Instead that of in studio very... and lip sync. Yeah. Right. Because it is very hard to sing mm-hmm. when you're doing things like sitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then watching your marks a huge yeah body position makes a huge difference in how well and mm -hmm. how well you can reach certain notes and use a diaphragm. Well, and even even in Bollywood, which is famous for its uh, for its actors who can do all three, routinely they will have another they'll have a recording of someone else singing the songs so Mm -hmm. so rarely like i've got a lot of bollywood soundtracks where you know i just love to listen to the music but it'll have the singers listed and they are not the people who are who are who are playing the characters singing in the movie Mm -hmm. um and it's just kind of like look this is what serves our movie so you know it's okay if these actors don't sing and have someone else dub over for it and i i know the audrey hepburn thing with with uh, my she was like yeah she could but her voice wasn't right for what they wanted so they had to have the, the other the other gal in there sing because she could sing the way they wanted the character to sound mm-hmm. and, and you know and, and in animated movies they do that all the time you know you have someone you know who's the speaking voice and someone who's the singing voice what big yeah. deal yeah, yeah absolutely you know, ex- look at look exactly. at any disney musical yeah. from the 90s and you will see, yep. you know, it wasn't the case with everybody, Farm, but a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, I would say yeah, occasionally you will get like your Paige O'Hara who could do better. Yeah, you'll have Paige O'Hara mm-hmm. or Jodie yeah. Benson who are amazing. Right, but no, but no, offense, have... no offense to Ming-Na Wen, but no, no, she's, no. Not, she's right. not singing, yeah. you know, reflection. Uh, uh, <laughs> and, so. that's, right. and that is okay because she brings something else to the character and not the song. So like, I, I look at these actors, like, especially when they have musicals now, they're like, oh, we're going to sing our own songs. And it's like, oh, could you please not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would really, it would really benefit the movie if, if you had someone else do it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there is nothing wrong with, with being dubbed over, especially if, because singing is hard. I, I, I took singing lessons when I was a kid and a teenager and I've kind of fallen out of it. And I'm just like, I still love to sing, but I'm not as good as I used to be. Yeah, me and too. It's just like ah, I wish I wish I'd kept up with it because it takes practice and and things like that to yeah. really keep up with. It. So it's 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 hard work. 
with yeah. your with, with your voice yeah it, 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 the, i think the biggest thing is uh at least as far as singing in the rain is concerned is the fact that they did it behind lena's back yeah yeah <laughs> that is that is true that is true they could have they and probably they let her believe have. that she actually is good right yeah. yeah and it was it part of it was that whole that whole diva thing like i'm so amazing and and oh oh don we're gonna get married right even though he constantly tells her no yeah but you're my like, your fiance I'm like did he ever ask you to marry him marry him no she's well, not his fiance she she believes her own how, press she yes. believes her own press she apparently yeah. delusions the grandeur <laughs> yeah seriously she's got him but yeah so it's like it's like they can't piss her off because oh you know she's our money ticket and it's just kind of like it's kind of like well you know maybe you're gonna have a new money ticket soon Mm -hmm. (laughs) and there there, there's kathy hi yeah (laughs) but what's funny is you have kathy selden doing lena lamont's voice in what's going to be the the singing cavalier mm-hmm. um but in reality um debbie reynolds singing voice was dubbed <laughs> wow oh wow and the scene where uh you see her uh her and don in the in the studio when uh lena finds out after zelda tells her which (laughs) zelda played by a teenage rita moreno uh (laughs) so um which i also i thought was funny um but uh and then lena comes in and you know she's like "Ah, i find out you've been you know, if I, she comes and confronts them in the recording studio right before that the the lines that they're recording is like you know our our love will go on till the stars turn cold or you know whatever it is i'm not going to try to replicate <laughs> the acting um uh that is not debbie reynolds speaking voice that is actually gene hagan's huh. lena lamont that's Gene Hagen's actual speaking voice. Wow. So you have a scene of Kathy dubbing Lena, but it's not Kathy's voice. It's actually Lena's real life voice, the actual actress's voice. <laughs> it's like voice inception. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <sighs> So sometimes uh, like you follow you follow the, the chain and you just kind of start going cross-eyed you're like what yeah I can't follow this yeah i mean it's hollywood at the end of the day mm-hmm. it's, it's oh kind well of a, yeah it's kind of a hot mess but it is it is funny but i mean debbie reynolds she knew exactly what was going on so it's not like she was being surprised um and mm-hmm. she would talk about this in interviews all the time it's like yeah no that was actually gene hagan's voice it wasn't mine um and she didn't she didn't care she was just happy to be there and be part of this i mean she was 19 when they made this movie this was she'd done a few bit parts so this was like her first big starring role and um she you know, her and kathy were not that far separated she was a huge gene kelly fan 
um and so to have kathy be like oh you know actually i uh yeah i uh, <laughs> i read a lot of the fan magazines and i may have seen all of your movies <laughs> was not that big of a stretch which i totally get it because uh, i've also seen G all of gene kelly's movies <laughs> um but um she also knew how hard this was going to be i mean it's always hard when you get your first big role um you know, you're like oh this was my big break i hope i don't screw it up it's even more so when you're acting against somebody like gene kelly who was a huge star in his own by this point uh, you know american in paris had won best picture of the year before which yay but mm -hmm. royally pisses me off because i really think that that's why singing in the rain got denied <laughs> <laughs> the 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 follow year um but uh yeah the production of this movie was tough for everybody involved um you know debbie reynolds because she was young and inexperienced she she had come in she'd been a gymnast so she was an athlete but she wasn't necessarily a dancer um you know when they by the time they finished filming 14 16 however many hours it was for the good morning sequence she'd get back to her dressing room and take off her costume and her shoes and her feet would just be bleeding because of going so hard um, at one point she went and hid under a piano crying her eyes out because she was just like i can't do it i can't you know because gene god love him uh the man was not perfect at all good looking very good looking fantastic super talented you know absolutely a triple threat um but the man was a huge perfectionist when it came to his work and he expected everyone else to be to that same standard which is really difficult yeah um, and gina got into her uh about something and she took off and set uh in a, like a adjoining soundstage or something and found a, a piano and was hiding under it and crying and someone approached her and they're like what are you doing under there you know why are you crying she's just like i can't do it is i just i'm so you know it's like i'm so inexperienced that i just can't keep up and the person is like it's like oh you know come out here let me talk to you it was fred astaire oh man <laughs> fred was like come with me you know and he he took her to to where he was rehearsing which he famously never let anybody watch him rehearse uh -huh. but he felt bad enough for her and he's like you know come with me let me show you you know how i do things and maybe you may learn a thing or two but yeah so she got a pep talk from fred astaire <laughs> that nice. is so cool very nice <laughs> and i'm sure fred is just like um gene you and i need to have a little conversation um, <laughs> Hard to say, he, he and fred astaire never really crossed <laughs> has because they were they were a different style of of song and dance band you know fred astaire ginger rogers right. were very top hat and tails and long flowing gowns and ballroom dancing and gene was right it was a very gene was really considered like the blue collar song and dance man you know he's from mm -hmm. you know the 
pittsburgh ish you know area um and apparently the pittsburgh pirates whenever they have a rain delay they play singing in the rain (laughs) (laughs) not um so so that's that flashback at the beginning that's that's sort of semi-autobiographical for gene kelly a little bit yeah a little bit yeah Yeah. he he's his name is in the hat so he will get pulled one of these days Ah, and we will talk we will talk about gene properly um so yeah i'm like trying to rein myself in like like let me talk about gene kelly on how amazing it is like no his name is in the hat he'll get pulled eventually uh, okay okay <laughs> <laughs> gotta Rachel, don't stack the hat uh, i won't <laughs> he hasn't been pulled yet so all right we've done it 16 <laughs> times so <laughs> true he's been in there pretty much the entire time so we can wait <laughs> exactly Mm -hmm. it'll it'll be funny to let rachel off the leash when (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes there's a few names in there where they get pulled i was like okay here we go (laughs) Uh, you know who you are uh uh you know uh donald o'connor who played cosmo brown um the the poor guy i mean obviously also talented the you know uh he would not have been hired for this job especially for something like the moses supposes uh Mm -hmm. sequence if gene didn't think he could keep up with him because you had to you you know you you were not gonna Mm -hmm. dance alongside gene kelly especially considering some of the some of the choreography is they're literally supposed to be in sync with each other side by side Mm -hmm um but the makeup that was impressive yeah yeah that's one of my favorites wow yeah um but donald o'connor the make him laugh sequence um he did you know he filmed it got royally beat up in the process because you know all the flopping on the ground that was not cushioned Oh, that gosh. was on you know that was on a sound stage so yeah he's ah, he's doing the, the team and then holy yeah so he's flopping around on concrete with just like that persian rug underneath him essentially. oh my god ah, uh, ah. you know all this all the stunts like walking up the wall and flipping over and then actually going through the wall that's all him you know it's not a stunt double or body double or anything it's all donald o'connor it's a very physical sequence a number and he did it and he was like okay i'm gonna need a few days to (laughs) recoup i think he ended up going to the hospital which wasn't necessarily something just because of that sequence of it may it's also the fact that he was smoking like four packs of cigarettes a day um so he was (laughs) he was not in good shape by the time they finished filming make him laugh so he ends up getting hospitalized i think more for the smoking than anything else um and so he goes off the hospital to recuperate get like fluids and oxygen and stuff i'm sure and they're doing the the rushes at the end of the day where you know they check the the footage and everything they realize the camera was not in focus 
So then they have to go to Donald, who's still recuperating in the hospital, and be like, Don, we goofed. Can you do it again? And God love him, he did. <laughs> Obviously, because it's in the movie and it's in focus, but yeah. <laughs> the fact that he was literally beating himself up. Uh, oh, man. To that. And like, then to have to do it again. Give me, give, give me, your, give me a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, that scene where, you know, where they're trying to you know, think about the, a new title for the movie. And he's like, I got it. The Dancing Cavalier. And he's like, Don, remind me, give you a raise. It's like, hey, give me a raise. Yeah. <laughs> Not that far off, I think. <laughs> um, and then Gene Kelly, for, you know, his famous perfectionism, the singing in the rain sequence, he had a temperature of 103. Yeah, I re I remember hearing about that that he was like really really sick, but he showed up and did it anyway. And yes, several yes. times there there's an urban legend that he did it in one take. That is not true. It took like two or three days. Uh, I was um, gonna say um, for a number of reasons. One, Gene was sick. Two, the suit he was wearing as it would get soaked would shrink because it was made oh. out of wool oh no wool is not supposed to get wet like that folks this is a reason no. wool gets dry cleaned uh or you spot clean it if you happen to get a you know something on it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well and i like because i i knew that you know he'd been sick and i'm like oh my gosh like i i'm sitting there watching that scene and i'm like oh i mean i know it's like you know rain in studio and it's this is a set oh, yeah. but I i'm mean, like it's it's a set it was well, well it yeah was, but uh, I'm yeah. sure it was like warm, but I'm just sitting there going like, "Oh my gosh, is this you know my grand?" I'm just hearing my grandmother's talk about you. Get in here right now, young man, because you're sick and you're gonna get you're gonna get worse. You're gonna get pneumonia now. Get mm -hmm. <laughs> just... Oh my god! Do my grandma here? He has it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you want to you want to go to the hospital? <laughs> yeah. Well, and and so they're they're filming this thing, and they uh, they would have to do it. It's done. It was filmed during the day, and then just to make it look like nighttime, they would put like black tarps over the the top, um, and then the water, so they would actually show up on camera. The water is actually a mix of milk, because otherwise, uh, yes. just water would be too. So it, not only is he in a suit that's shrinking, but he's getting soaked with milky water. Which is Not probably gonna, regular water. gonna smell nice <laughs> in the morning. Probably. Um but the they would they could only film for so long during the day because by like the late afternoon evening, they would lose water pressure because of all the people in the neighborhoods and the surrounding area would come home and turn on their sprinklers. <laughs> oh dear and this is this is this is the sequence this is the song sequence that this is the title of your movie so it mm -hmm. better be amazing yeah yes yeah <laughs> so yeah they kind of there was there were some there were some speed bumps in the production of this movie <laughs> just a few you know just people ended up bloody and bruised and sick and you know water would run out in the middle of the day and 
this that the other thing <laughs> yeah but they persisted and the movie was finished and um it got its uh its red carpet premiere march 27th 1952 got its full u.s release a few weeks later april 11th um it uh, it had a budget of 2.5 million and made 7.2 um, which in 1950s money uh, is that's a lot of money uh, <laughs> yeah 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 big time uh, yeah uh, so it was the, the 10th highest grossing movie of the year in the US and Canada um and um the it only got two oscar nominations gene hagan got nominated for best supporting actress and then it got nominated for best scoring of a musical picture so i went and was looking at because on the on the oscars.org um site mm-hmm. they have like okay here's everything that was nominated and what won and everything and you know 1953 it was, you know, uh, so I'm looking at all these movies that, that won and were nominated, and I'm like, the only one I've remotely heard of that actually, you know, won, you know, that, that, that you know, actually, the only one I've heard of other than um, Singing in the Rain is High Noon. Mm-hmm. And all these other ones, like, the bad and the beautiful like there, there was a version of moulin rouge like i knew that the the ewan mcgregor nicole kidman one was a was a remake but i didn't realize you know this was the year of this 1953 and some of these others i'm like like member of the wedding come back little sheba the bad mm-hmm. and the beautiful uh well there's one called carrie i don't know if it's i, I highly doubt it's the one of it uh i think that's before stephen king's time yeah i was gonna say i'm like rashomon there's a movie called hans christian anderson i'm like hey that would be a fun one to see because you know but i'm just like i haven't heard of these okay i guess the quiet man if it's the one i'm thinking of with um uh john wayne yep but that 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 is one okay so i have heard but i have not actually seen it Mm because it wasn't one of his westerns (laughs) but some of these i'm like i've never heard of them but yeah. I sure as hell have heard of Singing in the Rain, even if this is the first time I've seen it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. again, the Oscars kind of have this tradition of, here, we're going to nominate what's popular in this year, but it's not necessarily what's going to be popular in 50, 60, 70 years down the road. Mm-hmm. So just because you win that little statue don't mean squat for your legacy. I'm sorry, but it doesn't. Yep. Right. Which you you can go back and listen to our episode of the greatest show on earth on Gold Standard. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. yeah the, I, old, I, the only thing we have to thank the greatest show on earth for is it was the movie that inspired Steven Spielberg to go into filmmaking. Well, there you go. Yeah, because like <laughs> yeah, I've been because I've been, you know you look at all the those Gold Standard episodes and every time one comes out I'm like I ain't never heard of this movie. But mm-hmm. apparently, it was mm-hmm. the best movie of that year. So, meh. yeah, no, mm-hmm. no. So this I'm is just... this is one of those that you're just like, what? 
I, yeah. I'm, I'm still kind of convinced that the only reason that that won the Greatest Show on Earth won that year is because at this point Cecil Bilden Mill had been around for like five billion years and they yeah. just assumed that he was probably gonna like go off and die in a corner somewhere sometime soon and so they better not, give it they better give, they him, better give him a big they better give him a big one before he you know kills over and and it's like if you had just waited a few more years you would have got like the ten commandments out of demille and you could have given it to him for that seriously mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It, it's just you know this this is you know my soapbox because now like you know critics like you know, film historians, they love, like, Seen in the Rain is on those top lists all the time, and mm-hmm. it's, uh, it, it changed movies, or it's very iconic, or blah, 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 whatever, and you look at the year, Oscars, two nominations. Did it win either of them? No, nope. I don't think so. No. Nope. So, mm-hmm. there's my little rant about the Oscars, just as a side note, just in general, yeah. and I'm, you yeah. know. So, sometimes they, they don't know what they're thinking, we gotta yeah forgive them for they know not what they do this i think sometimes true. they don't think is part of yeah. the problem not not that, every that year operative. yeah you not every year do they do you have a return of the king or you know a lord of the rings trilogy that you can honor that you know uh, something that is going to last for years and years and years and years and, and we talked about and looked back as that one do that movie because mm-hmm. that did amazing things mm-hmm. Some yeah. of these are just kind of like, well, uh, it was it was good enough for this year. Which you know, yeah. some years I, there's probably you know not not so great to choose from. But at the same time, it's like you had seen in the rain, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And seventy years later, I'm still bitter. <clears throat> well, I think I think I think Gene Kelly and company got the last laugh. Ultimately. <laughs> Well, yeah, I yeah. mean, longevity wise. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Defi- definitely. Absolutely. I mean, this movie mm-hmm. has just been, it's been homaged and parodied mm-hmm. and referenced. It is anywhere mm-hmm. and everywhere. It's like, like I'll, I'll tell you this. Oh, well, go ahead, Holly. I really enjoyed this because. I've never, this is the first time I've actually sat down and watched the whole thing. I like, Rachel oh, was a few God, you guys are I've killing seen, me! Oh! I, I, I've, seen this, I've seen clips and then parts of the movie, and then I finally sat down and I'm just like, I absolutely love it. And then I this was. This is what it's like being on the other side when we're going standard and people yeah. are like, you have not seen this movie. <laughs> right. And like, I've oh, seen I'm sure there's a few. pieces of it. I'm sure there's and a few. I, like if we dig deep, and we'll, and the, oh, the, yeah. Holly and I have seen a million times that you, know, Rachel, like I never seen that in my life. Yeah, but. right. <laughs> and just and just the way that Cos the Cosmo and his they interact. It's just I was getting glimpses of Wallace and Davis from White Christmas. Just a little bit. I'm just like. Okay, I'm pretty sure seeing in the rain came out first, but I'm wondering if that kind of interaction and interplay didn't kind of inspire us. Like, let's have a little was, bit of that uh, in the in. Uh, in the this era. The kind of your handsome leading man and having kind of his goofy sidekick was a very common mm-hmm. thing combination, and then having some <laughs> you know 
beautiful young woman or two or three mm-hmm. in some cases in the uh, yep. uh let's see anchors away is another gene kelly or it's him and then we had holiday in. that one uh, holiday in and then on the town is another where it's gene and sinatra and i can't remember the third guy um so yeah it was it was kind of a just a common formula for the the movie musical then was to have your handsome leading man and then his still good looking but not quite as classically good looking Mm -hmm. but still can sing and dance best friend (laughs) usually yeah yeah Yeah. cohort and crime (laughs) yes exactly yeah Yeah. and and, you know like i kept and maybe it's just because it's a it's a mark of just sort of how cynical i am about movies movies today and storytelling today i'm like you know if this was made today uh cosmo would like turn out to be the villain and he's just you know like everyone looked at you and and <laughs> yeah. and they yeah. always and they never they never gave me the time of day but now everyone will know that i was the brains wow. behind the, yeah. he, he would he would be the the uh the the ernesto de la cruz <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> come on lena you and i we're gonna make the town yeah or some of them just yeah yeah i'm like you know yeah, in this, this is, era this of is, this of, is one of those movies where this better not be touched as far as no no no, no, mm-hmm. no oh yeah i mean every, everybody everybody adapted for the stage which that's fine yeah oh like, yeah obviously yeah. Bra- watching yeah. it broadway stage yeah that's fine but yeah mm, anything but else this is one no of those bueno. you do not touch this and remake it yeah i <laughs> i'm cold? a little no i don't care. <laughs> I, I was worried i was worried I, I like normally i would say yeah they, they'll never do it but then again they remade ben her so i'm just kind of like hmm. it's like what what other what other creatively bankrupt crap are you gonna pull hollywood yeah really mm-hmm. but anyway, original but no. ideas we need them <laughs> seriously yeah. where, where's where's the modern gene kelly who can come up with i mean well what i was gonna say before is because i was um working on a, on a story time because we do like these little story time packets people take home while we you know while the library why we can't while we can't quite do story time just yet because the weather outside we have to do everything outside still and the weather hasn't mm-hmm. been great so we just make little take-home kits so one of the one of the ones i did this just a couple weeks ago was was a springtime one and one of the books that i found was actually a picture book of singing in the rain not the movie Aww, cool. not the movie but it's Is just it the song? song it's the song yeah, lyrics cool. with um with you know pictures of you know kids playing in the rain and it's just like and, and, and it was like kind of an epiphany for me because i was like i didn't realize that the song came first and then the movie oh, yeah the song comes from the 20s mm-hmm. yeah so there's there still at some grocery stores in my hometown that when i go to in their produce department when the sprinkling above the produce is supposed to start guess what comes up oh in the rain. Rain. <laughs> yes oh, i love it <laughs> yep yeah it was it, it's so it's so funny like i remember years and years ago um like we were in the middle of a drought like pff, when is utah not in a drought basically um but there was like a radio station like we need the rain so we need to come up with songs that you know talk about rain and all the songs they could think about 
or think of were really sad like oh you know she left me and my heart you know it's all awful yeah or, you know and then this and then they're like they're the only ones that, that were happy that they could think of was singing in the rain and i love a rainy night mm. <laughs> so they're like we're gonna sing we're gonna play music so we can get oh yeah here i'm gonna drop our uh this this picture book the amazon link in the chat because it is it was so dang cute <laughs> Yeah, I had a copy of a. It wasn't vintage, but I had some sheet music that was uh, singing in the rain. At at one point, it's gotten lost in moves <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. So I probably don't even have it anymore. If I do, it's in a box. So I used to have a big poster on my wall for the longest time that was that iconic shot of Jean up on the the lamppost mm-hmm. um so um, you used to be able to replicate that at walt disney world oh dear um, in um the disney's hollywood studios they had a backlot area that was designed to look like uh you know good uh your sets you know like one one section looks like a you know like a new york street entrance to the subway and that sort of you know apartment buildings and that sort of sort of thing and at one point there was a lamppost with a permanently attached umbrella it was actually made out of metal um that you could stand there and hold on to the umbrella it was put up in a way that you really couldn't climb up on the lamppost but you can hold on to the umbrella and stand there and kind of pose but then there was also a switch on the ground so when you stood there under the umbrella if you put your foot on the switch it would release water Hmm. so as long as you were under the umbrella you wouldn't get wet but so you could have someone take your picture and it looked like it was raining if you framed it right uh but that backlit that backlot area is now all gone and that is now but two uh <laughs> so yeah, well <laughs> it is now a galaxy far far away oh and then that that scene was also one of the vignettes inside the great movie ride um also at the studios um which uh that attraction actually opened while gene was still alive so he was nice. actually able to give the aok cool. on the an- uh, audio animatronic uh the look of it uh but that attraction has also since closed and there's a mickey's mickey and minnie's runaway railway there now so but yeah it's so iconic and so reference so many places you know obviously the singing in the rain sequence is probably the most iconic but you get you know orange juice commercials that play good morning uh mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. you know they uh glee they did a whole episode that was an homage to singing in the rain that's the episode where gwyneth paltrow appears as their substitute teacher <laughs> it's called the substitute <laughs> um and they end up actually closing out the their final 
number is Singing in the Rain remixed with Rihanna's Umbrella, which is appropriate considering Tom Holland's performance on Lip Sync Battle yes. several years ago. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which is so good. Right up there was Clark Gregg's Toxic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I just, ugh, I could just wax mm-hmm. poetic about this and gene kelly for ages and ages and ages and ages so but uh yep no anybody have anything else like I said, yeah. this was very enjoyable for those of you who are on the fence. Try it out. Yeah. Put it on. You're not gonna be sorry or disappointed. And and now now I just I just have that that itch of I there's some classic movies that I just I need to see because I, I yes. there, there are ones that I've like wanted to see for years and years and I just haven't done it and I'm like, oh I need I need to do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, go watch this one pick out some others i mean there are some there are some absolute gems from from way back when and oh yeah you know even even some some really good ones in black and white too although this one is in color but yeah this it one, is it and it is in color <laughs> oh yes oh yes although the, the funny part was lovely so, gorgeous color yeah, yeah last night i'll tell you this this one little bit so last night as i was watching it jared came down to um because the kids were with me and he's like okay it's time for bath and it was in the middle of um the 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 broadway um bit so you know toward the end of the movie and he's looking at this and he's just he's looking at it's like now what is going on (laughs) so i had to stop and explain the whole thing to him because he came in and during during the broadway musical number and it's like that one is like has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Doesn't even look like the rest of the movie is. And like the 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 one flapper lady who's the main dancer. Oh yes. yeah, Jane Kelly, Citrus, She Legs is not for days. She is not. It. He was like, "That's not Debbie Reynolds, is it?" I'm like, "Oh gosh, <laughs> I, <laughs> no. I need to, I need to back up a few steps because apparently he hadn't seen this one either. Yeah, so it was just kind of funny having you know." trying to explain what was going on when, when again this was the first time i'd seen it but i mean i was following it pretty well the, the plot the plot is not hard really the this this movie is about the music and the dancing and the singing and i mean it's right there in the title singing in the rain so you know it's i mean it took me a minute to realize that and now i'm just kind of like okay I, i'm with you we're 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 kind of we're we're this this is where we are so mm-hmm yes go 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 pick up some of those some of those old classic hollywood gems that mm-hmm. are are gushed about by by all and sundry because there's a reason that they're mm-hmm. that they're classics anyway mm-hmm. so uh that being said if uh you if any of our listeners have anything they want to say about singing in the rain or gene kelly or any or debbie reynolds even or any of any of the topics we've touched on here or before today even uh, you can give us some feedback our email address is fiveishfangirls at gmail.com you can also visit our website which is the fiveishfangirls.com and there you will find links to all of our social media stuff and all the different ways to support the podcast on patreon and our merch shop 
and a couple other things there too and as always we thank you for listening we thank you for our your support your comments your interactions with us and glad you're out there and glad that uh you're enjoying it mm. and thank you all very much mm-hmm. yeah all right so with that we shall sign off for this week this is chrissy saying good night from salt lake city this is holly from wisconsin saying good evening and this is rachel in indianapolis indiana if we bring a little bit of joy into your humdrum lives it makes us feel as though our hard work ain't been in vain for nothing bless you all to the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. You can find more episodes and information at thefiveishfangirls.com. Any and all books, movies, games, and any other forms of media mentioned are owned and operated by the respective copyright holders. No copyright infringement is intended or implied. If you wish to support the show, the easiest way is to leave us a rating and review. More ratings and reviews will make it easier for others to find the show. If you wish to support us monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash fiveishfangirlspodcast. All money goes towards fees and equipment to keep the show going. For official Fiveish Fangirls merchandise, visit redbubble.com slash people slash fiveishfangirls. We love hearing from our listeners and encourage feedback. You can email us at fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fiveishfangirls. Thank you so much for listening, and may the squee be with you.